so dynamic, so magnetic, so effervescent, so full of energy and vitality. Is it Herman? No. Is it Sherman? No. Is it Eddie? Is it Freddie? Oh, no, no, no. Is it Hart? Is it Schaffner? Is it Marx, perhaps? Oh, you'll never, never guess it. Don't snap your cap. Is just Miss Judy Garland. Here's the little gal who's earned a number one priority in your pinup department, both in your barracks wall and in your heart, Judy Garland. Clang, clang, clang went the trolley. Ding, ding, ding went the bell. Zing, zing, zing went my heartstrings. From the moment I saw him, I fell. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode of Old Time Radio. This is Mindy, and you're listening to The Judy Garland Show. And this week we have a very unique command performance, a fantastic one, and very inventive, I thought, and an extra special treat. I forwarded my enthusiasm for this show on to Stacy, and she said, oh, I wanted to do that one with you. <laughs> so we have Stacy here, too. <laughs> and I want to thank Mindy for letting me be here, because I heard the show a year or two ago, and I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> of all the command performance shows, I think this is, like, my favorite one ever. So I'm yeah. like, I have to be there when you do this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you probably told me that when you heard it, and I was like, okay. <laughs> And 40 bottles of wine later, I forgot. Sorry. <laughs> so I'm glad. Good. Yeah. So I'm glad. I was like, I need to tell Stacey, listen to this one. It's really good. So, um, yeah, it's actually, uh, there's something online, I think, called the Dick Tracy Museum. Uh, and they have a nice little write-up about this show. I don't know if you saw that in your research. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, it's... Um, and they even explain it a little bit, you know, comic strips were popular with the country and the troops. And then they just mm -hmm. kind of wrote this great hour long performance, wrote some popular songs and had this whole story with just stellar, stellar cast. Oh, and yeah. it just came off perfectly. Every single second of this was to me very entertaining. It oh. was really, really well done. What did you like about it? Oh, the exact same thing. I think part of the reason the command performance hasn't always been one of my favorite shows is because of the variety program and it's so long mm -hmm. but this it's it's one show over an hour but it's it's all linked together so it kept my attention yeah. and then they used songs that everyone knows that I knew or they would do a parody of a song that I knew right. they're cracking jokes at each other's expense and then mm -hmm. at one point um, I'm going to give just a tissue away. Bob Hope and Judy Garland are having an interaction and they are just like laughing so hard. Yeah. It's so funny and so cute. Yeah. I just love it. And um, today I re-listened to it today before this because it'd been a while since I'd listened to it. And I, I picked up on a few things that I hadn't before, like that song about the telephone Near mm -hmm. the beginning, she was like, and now my telephone's gone. And I'm like, why would her telephone be gone? And then I remembered, oh, this is the wartime. And yeah. the only <laughs> reason that you could have a phone is if you had a job that was considered a critical occupation oh. of the war effort. So a lot of people didn't have phone service during this time unless 
they had a job that directly tied to the war effort. Oh, that's interesting. And so, yeah, I didn't, yeah, I didn't catch that part. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, why is she singing a song about a telephone? <laughs> and then also I was like, oh, because, yeah. you know, it wasn't just food that was being rationed. Like, everything was being rationed, and including the phone service. And so, including the phone, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's so, pretty funny. It's I. I mean, I just picked up the a little nuance, and I was like, "Oh, I thought of something new." Listening to it again. <laughs> well, that's one of the reviews. I, there's actually quite a few that popped up uh, that I saw that you know, people still love this show. It's considered one of the the classic programs of the era, not just Command Performance. It's mm-hmm. just so well done, oh, yeah. and still well loved. And people said there's so much going on. The the jokes are just constant but they're so funny that you're laughing at one you miss the next two and then you go back and yeah yeah you have to listen to it several times to get every joke yeah i love this i i really uh plan on having this stored somewhere so i can listen to it again on days where i'm not feeling great oh definitely yeah but the cast is huge like bob hope andrew's sisters jimmy durani uh, Frank Sinatra, Frank Morgan, Judy Garland, Diana Shore, Bing Crosby. It's you couldn't <laughs> afford to have all those people <laughs> in the program. Back, I know back then. So thanks, so, Command Performance. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bring it all together. You for all the actors. I mean, <laughs> it had to have been a monumental effort to get all those actors together on the same day with yeah. all their schedules being what they had to have been at that time. So you know that the actors really cared about this performance and they really wanted to give their best. And they did. It was, oh my goodness, it's so awesome. (laughs) Well, because there's a lot of command performances that Judy did. And so I've listened to so many now that, um, you know, I think we've talked about this before. Some of these shows you're like, you know, slight banter and then throw to the band. And then like, you can kind (laughs) of just pick it out a little bit and then what they're going to do next. And I I could see or maybe sense that this was something different and fun for all of them. They all seemed to really enjoy doing this and then having this kind of radio play comedy mm-hmm. in addition to this music that's, it, I don't know, it just feels inventive. Like, I, I don't know that I, there's many programs I've heard that compares to what they kind of did here mm-hmm. that I can think of. Um, but yeah, it's even behind the scenes uh some big names were working on the music and stuff. So oh, yeah. a lot of, lot of, lot of effort. It was great. Yeah. And, and it paid off. And so I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't <laughs> do anything but sit here and gush about how great I think <laughs> this show is because it's so awesome. Well, and you know, over the past several months, you know, I go into the, these folders that Buck puts together mm-hmm. for us and I see kind of what's coming up and I saw Dick Tracy and B flat. No, I didn't know what that meant. And so <laughs> I didn't know what Dick Tracy was. And I know what a B flat is, but I didn't. I was like, okay, that's interesting. And then I just had no clue that it was something on this scale. I thought it was just going to be kind of a quick sketch joke thing, but yeah, because normally no. it would be in a regular command performance. Yeah. It'd just be a little quick side thing until you got to the next variety show. But it was the entire show. And I that's what made it awesome for me. It was the entire show. Yeah. And I think everybody was cast so well in their parts. Bob oh, Hope's yeah. kind of like the, the baddie, <laughs> but like completely <laughs> useless. <laughs> 
Judy's character is called Snowflake, and she's sassy, though. Like, <laughs> snow is very snowflake. pretty, and it's very elegant, but when it gets together with all its snow buddies, nobody <laughs> does anything, nobody goes anywhere. It's a disaster. <laughs> I just thought that was fitting for <laughs> Judy. <laughs> just really address both of her person- personalities, but... Um, I love that analogy. I'd never thought yeah. of it that way, but I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Anytime I watch a movie now, anytime I listen to these, I'm like already laughing. It's just a good time. And then all of a sudden I hear Frank Morgan and I'm like, <laughs> it just got better. <laughs> <laughs> yep. uh, like, I didn't think it could get any better, but now it just did. <laughs> it really did. That and Jimmy Durante, I've really grown to love him. Yeah. Uh, even growing up, you know, the few things that kind of pop up around the holidays and stuff with him. But the last year or so in movies and then in these performances and kind of his singing style that just doesn't seem like it would work, but it just does. And yeah. He's yeah. just priceless. So, Ooh, good stuff. <laughs> I needed to pick me up this week and this was it. So yeah. hopefully that has the same effect for everybody else. Uh, yeah, I agree. And I, I thought it was fun that they picked um, a character that pretty much, anybody in the nation would know you know Mm -hmm. and any any of the soldiers would um would know because i mean dick tracy had been around for quite a long time since 1931 and i mean i read a little up read up a little bit about the character dick tracy because i mean i even had heard of dick tracy growing up but Mm -hmm. i hadn't realized how old it was and i also didn't realize that it just keeps going like yeah. when the original artist uh, or in the creator died, um, the the comic strip <laughs> okay, was taken over by someone else and continued, and it, they just kept doing that, you know. Okay. And so it was really fascinating to read about Dick Tracy and how the storyline would change as history, you know, because they had the space period of Dick Tracy, like Dick Tracy in <laughs> space. <laughs> Until they found out there aren't people on the moon, and then he gets brought back to Earth. Yeah. <laughs> and then you know the the groovy period of the seventies. Oh and, man! And so it was it was really fun to read about it, and it's it was so fun just to read about it and to have listened to this episode and how they brought in all these different characters from the Dick Tracy comic mm-hmm. strip, and. And, and created a musical out of it. <laughs> yeah. It's so well, well done. I mean, what I, I think our generation, at least people who watch these kinds of movies, um, we know Dick Tracy from Warren Beatty and Madonna's movie, mm-hmm. um, which I didn't care for. I actually don't oh. think I ever saw that. Yeah, I, I wouldn't think you did. It was considered a little risque for yeah. our time so, <laughs> and you were good and i was i was actually i was actually a goody two-shoes but we would watch things that weren't super <laughs> sweet and yeah i actually didn't care for it i i like the music i remember coming from it because um, right. i do like madonna's music for the most part but other than that i mean i didn't really get it but it, it was a really popular movie so i guess whatever they <laughs> set out to do people liked but uh-huh. Um, I actually thought it was funny reading that, because I didn't pick up on it when I listened to it, but the, the Dick Tracy character was so goody two-shoes that it was even out of date and a little too hammy for even the 40s. 
Um, and it's just funny that Bing Crosby would be tapped to play that role for me for some reason. I just think that's kind of cute yeah. because he was already making jokes about being out of date and old and uh-huh. other people would say similar things. And yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's, um, well, that's interesting. I didn't know it went back to 31. I, I knew it was old, but not quite that old. <laughs> yeah. In fact, let's see. Chester Gould created it and he drew the strip until 1977. And I was like, that's a year before I was born. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's funny you mentioned that because he, um, I read that he, uh, I guess, had a, I guess he was there when they practiced it, like, right before they uh went live. And he adored it. Like, he thought it was so funny, but yet really paid great honor to all of his characters. I thought that was really sweet. That's nice when the creator likes what you've done. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so. definitely. <laughs> I hadn't read that. I'm glad you told me that. I don't know. Yeah. It just adds a little, oh, do it. Dick Tracy Museum. I think it's a .org. I, uh-huh. I haven't poked around the website other than just that, but I was just surprised that there would be one at all. I guess there's been enough influence in pop culture that there's many things to gather and talk about. I don't know. Maybe oh, there's yeah. like a whole society subculture. <laughs> we just... Never I knew. Think, I think it. Yeah, I know. I never knew it. I never read the comic strips or anything. And I think the closest thing that I've ever seen to a Dick Tracy show was Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, right. right. Yeah. Where, you know, that main detective character, he kind of reminds me of a Dick Tracy type. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if that's who that detective was supposed to be based on. But I think in my think mind, was- when I think Dick Tracy, I think of that guy. Yeah. Basically. And I, I could be wrong, but I, I that seems to be right around when the Warren Beatty version came out, and oh, might have been. so that that would make sense. Yeah, it, this stuff goes in cycles, and yeah. Hollywood can't help but <laughs> eat its own flush, and just do the same exact thing in five different studios. So yeah. <laughs> But, well, I am so glad you really like this one, too. It's always fun to, when you just hear one, you're like, yes, this is so good. <laughs> and somebody can actually be like, yes, it was. Let's talk about it. <laughs> Love it. Me, so. too. <laughs> Do you have any any gushing words left for us? I'm going to throw it to the show. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should go to the show and let the show gush for itself, because I've already, <laughs> I think, overdone the gushing. <laughs> I think I did too. So we're going to ride the tidal wave into the show. So Bob Hope, Andrew Sisters, Bing Crosby, Judy Garland, Frank Morgan, Frank Sinatra, Jimmy Durante, Dinah Shore, and a few other people. There's just a lot going on. It really is. Yeah. So from February 1945, this is Command Performance, Dick Tracy in B flat. Enjoy. Enjoy. Command Performance, USA. The greatest entertainers in America is requested by you, the men and women in the United States Armed Forces throughout the world. Command Performance, presented this week and every week till it's over over there. Okay, 
Hey there, gang. This is Harry Bonzel reminding you that it's time to join us once again for another session dedicated to answering your request to command performance, Armed Forces Radio, Los Angeles, USA. Now, it's come to our attention that a lot of you guys have been reading comic books while our shows are on. Now, we realize that you men and women in the Army, Navy, Coast Guard, and Marines can do exactly as you please at any time. <laughs> but uh, command performance hates to lose any listeners. We're really very jealous that way. So for you guys who like comic strips, tonight we're going to devote our entire time to a real super-duper two-fisted He-Man thriller. One of your real big favorites, Dick Tracy. <laughs> I think Command Performance has assembled the greatest cast of honest Joes, thieves, murderers, and cutthroats in radio history. Here they are in the order of their appearance. No applause, please. Dick Tracy, Mr. Bing Crosby, Tess Trueheart, Miss Dinah Shore, Old Judge Hooper, <laughs> that's me, the police chief, Mr. Jerry Colonna, Flat Top, Mr. Robert Hope. <laughs> Vitamin Flintheart, Mr. Frank Morgan, the Summer Sisters, Miss Andrew Sisters, the Mole, Mr. James Durante, Esquire. <laughs> Little Snowflake, Miss Judy Garland. Shaky, Master Frankie Sinatra. <laughs> Gravel Gertie, Miss Cass Daly. <laughs> and so it's on with the first comic strip operetta of all time, Dick Tracy in B-flat, or... For goodness sakes, isn't he ever going to marry Tess Trueheart? <laughs> Ready, maestro. Overture.
is the house. There is Tess Trueheart's window. Would that I were a bird so that I could perch upon her sill. Oh, Tess! Tess Trueheart! No answer. I'll sing our love song. Mayhap she will hear me and come to her window. Whose dream are you? Where is your cloud? Where are your wings? Why is my heart hearing things like the sigh of Sinatra? <laughs> Whose dream are you? Can you be loved? Can you be kissed? Or will you fade like the mist in the sky? Tell me. Have you come true? Are you here in my arms? Could a dream love ever seem half so divine? Darling, whose dream are you? Maybe someday you will reveal that you are no dream. You're real, you're mine. Who's that knocking at my door? Who's that singing troubadour? Bringing song to my boudoir? It is I, Dick Tracy. <laughs> How I love your square-cut chin I'll come down and let you in Hiya, Dick, give me some skin Thank you, Scads, Tess Trueheart <laughs> Well, the big day, huh, Tess? We're finally going to get married Yes, Dick, and this time you better go through with it I've waited 13 years to get married And you keep putting it off well, honey, some big crime keeps coming up, and I have to dash out and solve it. In 1941, it was 88 Keys. In 1942, it was Mrs. Pruneface. And in 1944... Wait a minute. What happened to 1943? Very interesting year. My laundry came back. <laughs> but I know I don't have to worry about you, Tess Trueheart, because your heart is true. My heart will always be true, but if we don't get married pretty soon, the rest of me may stray a little. Now, steady there, gal. Steady, steady. Tonight's the night. Tell me, where are the wedding guests? The wedding guests are assembled in the parlor, even now. The summer sisters are gathered around the spinet, and Vitamin Flintheart is gathered around the punch bowl. Methinks Vitamin has drunk too freely of the four roses. How can you tell? His nose is broken out into small bouquets. <laughs> I disapprove of that. Why aren't men more like me? I don't drink, I don't smoke, and I don't gamble. Oh, please. Please don't tell me any more of your faults. We're getting married tonight. <laughs> Come, Tess, let us join the merry throng and get on with the nuptials. I will fling open the door. Oh, shut up. At last, the moment has come. Tess Trueheart, do you take this man to be your lawful wedding husband? I do. Richard Tracy. Do you take this woman to be your lawful wedded wife? I do. Oh, at last. 
I now pronounce you man and no bean juice. <laughs> Blasted interruptions, always interrupted. I get that dang torn now. Excuse me, darling. Oh, Richard. Hello, Tracy at this end. Hello, police chief on this end. Well, that takes care of both ends. <laughs> What is it, Chief? At 3.30 this afternoon, the First National Bank was robbed, and the crooks got away with $3,468.77. $3,468.77? Are you positive? Just a minute. I'll count it again. Now, <laughs> ah, Chief, this sounds very suspicious. You weren't in on the deal, were you? That's ridiculous. I wouldn't do anything crooked. Well, okay, Dick Tracy's on the job, and all I can say is that whoever held up the First National Bank better get out of town. Well, I'll go home and pack. <laughs> Tess, I must be off. Oh, Richard, this is terrible. Left at the altar again. Why do you not renounce your ceaseless pursuit of evildoers? For better by far if you opened up a live bait store in Death Valley. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go. Ah, oh, but I must. I owe it to society. I must be off to do a job I can only stay a minute. I'm off to pinch a crooked mob and everyone else that's in it. How I dread the chance you take How I hope for your escape And each night I'll stay away Till you're safe returning Thank you, dear, but never fear They'll never get old Dick Tracy When I get back, we'll hire a hack And go and hear Count Basie Ah, uh, my hero has no fears As that fatal moment nears let me hold you by the ears They're so strong and flappy There'll be no mush, I've got a rush I'm heading for the station So save your smacks and pat on the back Till I get my vacation He's off to fight with all of his might This wonderful guy, Dick Tracy A lonely test remains in a mess With Ashley and Lacey It was a good phone With a long extension Did you see what I mean is I know it was a good phone I had a friend He was a good friend I told my friend about my phone Cause I thought he was a good friend What relief Didn't I have my man Then the chief Phone to some of phone began Ain't got no man Ain't got no friend I'll bet you can guess Just exactly what happened My 
friend works for the telephone company. That was the end, the end of my friend, the end of my phone, and darn the end of me. Jig is up. Reach for the ceiling. It's Dick Tracy, you swine. Hmm. That's funny. Nobody here. <laughs> the First National Bank is empty. Drop that gun and turn around, Tracy. If that voice belongs to who I think it does, I may never turn around. <laughs> what a pleasure. I've always wanted to have a gun in this guy's back. Yeah, and you can pull it up a little, too. <laughs> Sorry, I was going to blow your brains out. <laughs> now drop that gun and turn around. All right. You guessed it, Tracy. I'm on that egg-shaped head of yours. <laughs> Well, now that you got me flat top, what are you going to do with me? <laughs> You're not going to like this at all. <laughs> You'll probably hate every minute of it. <laughs> You're really going to get the full treatment, Dad. <laughs> oh, it's going to happen to you. Well, what's going to happen? I'd like to laugh a little, too. Mm, I'm going to put you in the vault, pour a pitcher of cream over your head, and then throw in a tiger with a rough tongue. <laughs> Farosi, Dick Tracy fears not your threats. The author will find a way out. Well, you'll never get out of this vault, you marble-headed hero. First, I'll close the steel door. Now I'll twirl the combination. And now I'll slide in the bolt. There. Hey, Junior, you forgot something. I'm still on the outside. <laughs> All right, get in this one. Fool with me, eh? I may look like I'm not much, but I am. Some people forget that I'm the top I'm the vicious flat top I'm the top Got it in for that cop I'm a naughty boy I'm the pride and joy of sin So I sank my claws in old droopy drawers And locked him in I'm a jerk And the people love it never work and I'm right proud of it I have lots of fun when my water gun goes pop so if you want someone flat call flat top out to be. No, 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 no. Don't fret, Miss Two Hearts, my little rum blossom. <laughs> oh, sooth, I see not what you want with that flat foot when I, the pride of the Flint Hearts, am available. Well, Mr. Flintheart, I hate to say this, but you're so much older than I am. Older? Bah! Age is in the mind, I hope. <laughs> 
They don't call me vitamin for nothing. Why, Mr. Flintheart, I'm shocked to hear you talk like that. And after the nice things I've heard about you from some of the other girls. The girls are saying nice things about me? Oh, yes. I must be getting older than I thought. <laughs> but, my dear, you don't realize the glamour that surrounds the life of an actor. I'll never forget my last appearance in Pooped Out, Nebraska. <laughs> Let me tell you about myself, Miss Trueheart, and the glorious life I lead. A wandering actor I, my life is interurban. I drink a lot of bourbon to wash down my vitamin pills. My better days were spent behind the lights and grease paint, though I'm half shot, my heart ain't. I've got much more pep than Sinatra Because of my capsules And my vitamin pills A, B, B, 1, C, D, E, and G they're my vitamin pills. Well, I must say that... <laughs> Mr. Flintheart, that's very interesting, but... Okay, let's get on with it. Papa's back. Dick! Dick, what kept you? That rat flat top. He stripped off all my clothes and left me in a locked bank vault in my long underwear. How did you manage to escape? Through the trap door in the back. <laughs> well, everybody, let's get on with the wedding, huh? Oh, happy, 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 this is one jam you'll never get out of. Now, Richard Tracy, do you take this woman to be your lawful wedded wife? I do. And do you, Tess Trueheart, take this man to be your lawful wedded husband? I do. Good. Then I pronounce you man and... Well, I'll be a second lieutenant. <laughs> Hello? Hello, Tracy. Chief of Police speaking. I want to ask you a question. What is it? When you pick up a suspicious character, isn't it customary to frisk them? Sure, you always frisk them. See, what did I tell you, madam? Now hold still. <laughs> Chief, did you interrupt my wedding just for that? Certainly not, Tracy. I've got terrible news. Snowflake has just been kidnapped. Snowflake? 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 Yeah, it must be a blizzard. <laughs> Well, I'll get on this case right away, Chief. There's the only one man who could have done something as dastardly as this. The mole. I must find that blackguard and wring the truth out of him. Oh, Richard, you're not going to leave me at the altar again. I've been dreaming of settling down in an ivy-covered cottage and raising a family. Poor girl. You got the wrong boy, but hold on to your corsage. <laughs> I'll be right back, Tess. Who's there? Who's there? 
tell me, is this the subterranean entrance to the home of that villainous gopher? Yes, better known as the hole of the mole. <laughs> mole, I've come here to ask you a question. I don't know where to get cigarettes either. Why, you can't wiggle out of this one, Mole. But I'm telling you, I had nothing to do with Snowflake's disappearance. Aha, uh-huh. I said nothing about Snowflake's disappearance. How did you know she was missing? I seen it in the newsreel. It hasn't been in the newsreel. I read it in the papers. It hasn't been in the papers. I heard it on the radio. It hasn't been on the radio. I wish they'd hurry up with that television. <laughs> Confess, Mole, if you had something to do with this dastardly kidnapping. I got a perfect alibi. At the exact time of the kidnapping, I can provide six witnesses who will swear that they saw me at a table of a well-known restaurant. You've got a perfect alibi? At the exact time of the kidnapping, you can provide six witnesses who will swear that they saw you at the table of a well-known restaurant? This man has quote me for batten. <laughs> Well, if you're not a criminal, why do you live in this underground hideout? I'll tell you, gumshoe. Oh, the folks call me the mole. Cause I dug myself a hole. Ho, 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 ho. And I live down there. A reaction. Oh, my nose requires more room. So I dug an extra tomb, ho, 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 and it lives down there. That's why they turned me down for OCS. (laughs) Oh, there isn't anything finer than living down in a mine below, 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 beetly ho, ho, ho. That's where the worm hangs out. Everybody wants to get into the act. Oh, the folks think that I am a nut. They say I am in a rut. Ho, 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 cause I live down there. I'll take it. You'll squeal on the kidnappers. I'll see to it you get special consideration. I am no rat. I'll see that the police don't bother you. I am no rat. Well, I'll give you a million dollars reward. That's the cheese I've been waiting for. <laughs> I'll tell you all. Snowflake is up in Flat Top's apartment. Even now, he's playing with bubbling champagne. If I know Flat Top, it's Spike Seven Up. <laughs> Thanks for the tip. I'm off to Flat Top's apartment, and God zooks, I hope I'm in time. Come over here, Snowflake. I'm going to tie you up with this rope. That rope? You wouldn't take advantage of a poor, defenseless girl, would you? She doesn't know me very well. Please, please, Flattop, I beseech you to release me. Nothing doing. I only release them when they're over 38. (laughs) Flattop, I appeal to you on bended knees. Kid, you appeal to me in any position. (laughs) I'm ashamed of you. What would your mother say if she saw you acting this way? I never had a mother. What would your father say? Nothing. He never had a mother either. <laughs> Listen, Snowflake, how about you and I teaming up? Oh, don't be silly. I promised my hand to Vitamin Flintheart. Give it to him. It's the rest of you I want. 
that snowflake, will you marry me? Oh, no. What would I want with anyone with such a flat top? Flat top? <laughs> it's your joke. <laughs> but at least if I you were... I think to play if I tell <laughs> at you. Least, at least if you were twins, I could use you for a bookend. <laughs> I don't get sassy, Snowflake. I'm a tough guy, see? I'll show you how strong I am. Watch me rip this telephone book in half. You couldn't. Just watch. Now for the next page. <laughs> Please, please, flat top, let me go. These ropes are pressing against my flesh. I can always replace him with me. <laughs> uh, me proud beauty, I've got you over a barrel. <laughs> yes, you have got me over a barrel. in the opposite direction. You've been driving backwards. Oh, it's my own fault. I put serutan in the gas tank. <laughs> you, uh, you mean 
you say you've been driving in reverse all day? In California, who notices it? Well, <laughs> I'll get flat top later, but where are the wedding guests? What happened to everybody? Now, my boy, we must be brave about it. They couldn't wait any longer. They had tickets to a Sinatra broadcast. First it's flat top, now I'm having trouble with flat chest. <laughs> See, the place is deserted. There's nothing left but a table loaded with presents. Look under the table. I'm loaded, too. <laughs> Good old vitamin. You're the only one who stayed with me. <clears throat> I'll be gone soon. <clears throat> I can't believe that Tess Trueheart has run out on me. She knows I left her at the altar 13 times. Oh, Tess. Could there be somebody else? Are you? Where is your cloud? Where are your wings? Why is my heart hearing things like the sigh of you know who? Whose dream are you? Can you be loved? Can you be kissed? Or will you fade like the mist? In the sky Tell me Have you come true Are you here In my arms Could a dream Love ever seen Half so divine Darling Whose dream are you Maybe someday You will reveal Fate has dealt me a most horrible blow. What else can happen to me now? Plenty, Tracy. Who's that? I'm flat top and I got a gun in your back. Stick him up. I'm the mole. Stick him up. <laughs> I'm the chief of police. Stick him up. Chief, why are you sticking me up? I like to be on the winning side. <laughs> this is the end of the trail for you, Tracy. Yeah, you're through. There's a block of cement over your head. It's going to fall at the count of three. Then we're going to pour gasoline over you and put a match to it. After that, we're going to take what's left of you and put you in a bone-crushing machine. And then to top it all, we're going to cover you with rattlesnakes. Egad. Egad, I wonder what Superman would do in a spot like this. And so we leave you until next week. One week later. Perhaps you were wondering how Dick Tracy got out of his terrible predicament last week. As you may recall, when last seen, the mole and Flattop had him under a concrete block and were getting ready to release the rattlesnakes and set fire to him. How did he get out of it? He forced himself. <laughs> and I'm happy to say... I'm happy to say that the next voice you hear will be that of Mr. Tracy himself. Hi there, Vitamin. Oh, hello there, Dickie boy. Quite a party you're having. Well, Vitamin, I don't get married every week. Well, of course not. Couldn't get married every week. It'd be awful. Another honeymoon, another girl. Man couldn't. How could he possibly... What am I saying? <laughs> It'd be great. Hello, Mr. Tracy. Hello, Mr. Tracy. Hi. Well, if it isn't the Summer Sisters and their sister. Girls, shake hands with Vitamin Flintheart. 
Don't shake too hard. With all those pills in him, he'll sound like a crap game. <laughs> well, it's delightful to meet you girls. The summer sisters, eh? Which is which? I'm May. I'm June. I'm July. July? Where'd you come from? I came right ahead of my brother, August. Well. <laughs> You're for me, July. You're the hottest. <clears throat> Control yourself, vitamin. You're breaking out in capsules. By the way, did you see all the nice presents the bride got? Oh, yes. She has a very large trousseau. Yes, she has a very large trousseau. Yes, she ought to wear a girdle. (laughs) Well, the girl's been sitting around for 13 years waiting to get married. (laughs) Anyhow, I'm sure glad you could come to the wedding. Oh, we wouldn't have missed it for anything, Mr. Tracy. And that's not all. The Summer Sisters are enemies of crime in the winter or apple blossom time. My name is the My name is June. Up the tune We are singing On Tracy's wedding day Though to marriage We're always saying nay It's quite a task Cause we ain't been asked Darn it girls, look, the wedding is about to begin. Shut up! <laughs> Blasted musings. <clears throat> now, let's get after it. You, Richard Tracy, take this woman to be your lawful wedded wife. I do. Good. Do you test your heart? Take this man to be your lawful wedded husband. I do. At last, I get my two bucks. I now pronounce you man and... What, no telephone? Well, good. I now pronounce you man and... Oh, nuts! (laughs) I'll get it, I'll get it. Hello? Yes, who? Oh, no, no. <laughs> Haven't you run out of slugs yet? Listen, Dick, did you tell me to stop a robbery in the corner of Hollywood and Vine? No, no, Chief, I said Sunset and Vine. Oh, sorry, gentlemen, go right ahead. <laughs> Look, now, here. I'm very busy, I'm getting married. Come to the point. There's terrible news again, Tracy. Remember a crook named Shaky? Sure, I put Shaky in jail. Well, he shook loose. <laughs> Look, Tracy, I'm calling from a phone booth in a drugstore. I hate to say this, but Shaky just held it up. He's already killed 13 people. Killed 13 people? Yes. Ten customers, the proprietor, the janitor, and a guy who dropped in for a small Coke. No ice. <laughs> well, don't worry, Chief. I'll capture that scoundrel or my name ain't... Uh... This is the place. Hey, Tracy, a word with you, my noble dick. Oh, it's the mole. What do you want? (laughs) When do I get to rub somebody out? Later. Get back in that manhole. 
Sneak up behind him. Now I've got you. Aha! Uh-huh. You murderous villain. Reach for the sky. Wait, Tracy, it's me. <laughs> Pardon me, Chief. Pardon me. I'm sorry. Where's, uh, where's Shaky? He's over at the counter having a mullet with an egg in it. Oh, I couldn't see him behind that straw. <laughs> Go out and cover the back door, Chief. I'll deal with Shaky. Right. Now, I hate to be mercenary, but there's a $5,000 award for Shaky alive and a $5,000 award for Shaky dead. In his condition, I'll hit the jackpot. <laughs> All right, Shaky, the jig is up. Get off that stool. Just a minute, copper, till I finish his mouth. <laughs> oh, fine, he fell in. Climb out of there, Shaky, and start talking. Don these jumbo straws, they suck back. <laughs> Never mind that, Shaky. You're going on a long, long trip, a one-way trip. And there's bad news at the end of it. Just because your head looks like a crystal ball, I'll be telling fortunes. Hold the phone. What are you talking about? Dick Tracy has a beautiful head of hair. Well, he should have lent it to you tonight. <laughs> now, listen. Listen, you pipe cleaner and suspenders. Justice is caught up with you. You better talk and talk fast. Why did you kill ten people in this drugstore? Because they aggravated me. Why did they aggravate you? They were alive. It was maddening. <laughs> All of them sitting there around me, breathing. You're just a jealous rat, and I'm going to see that you get what's coming to you. Oh, darn you. You are a brute, and I'm sure of one thing. You spoil my fun before I've begun. certain gruesome something I sure do wish that you didn't have a gun my key you know. <clears throat> but you're a naughty one you should be hung you mean for the crimes I've done or the songs I've sung about 50-50 it's a you out, believe me, but till then, I've got you in my clutch, well brother, you ain't clutching much, okay, I'm taking you down to the station house, and it's such a nice night, let's walk, if you're walking, Tracy, I'm going piggyback, not on this piggyback, you're not, now come on, quit stalling. All right, copper, I'm right behind you. Drop your gun. Boy, am I glad to see you, flat top. Shut up, small timer. <laughs> what do you mean, small timer? I just bumped off 12 people. You couldn't bump off 12 termites in the lumber yard. <laughs> All right, wise guy. How many did you knock off today? None I knocked off today. <laughs> well, you, certainly, you certainly went by way of Dubuque to knock that one off. <laughs> Shut up, copper. I'm going to bump you off. Don't shoot, flat top. This guy may be useful to us. He's got his ear to the ground, you know. That ain't all that's dragging. <laughs> I said maybe we can do business with this guy. Every man has his price. Yeah, maybe you're right. Listen, Tracy, how would you like to make some easy money? Honestly? Cross my black heart, it's a cinch. <laughs> I shall pretend to take their filthy bribe and by so doing, round up the entire gang. 
I might be willing to talk business with you, Flattop. If my cut of the swag is big enough. Good, then. It's a deal. All right, let's shake on it. I'm tired of shaking. Let's see. <laughs> Shaky and flat top. <laughs> I'll make justice win. Please don't fence us in. Crazy, shaky, flat top. We're, We're just two little sheep that lost our way around. I'll keep you locked in jail, no matter how you pound and pound. Listen, Muggs, you're through. Tracy, a shaky and flat top. Hey, flat top, what did you do with Snowflake? I had the mole take her down to Gravel Gertie's gravel pit. Let's all go out there. Just a second, Tracy. You ain't got any ideas about pinching anybody, have you? No, just Snowflake. Really, I'm one of you now. I'd even step on her foot if you wanted me to. Would you twist her arm? Yeah, would you punch her in the nose? Yes. And may the district attorney forgive me. <laughs> Okay, but no tricks now. I'll be watching you. Good. Let us away. Speeding toward the same destination is another car. Leave us see who is in it. Ah, woe is me, woe is me. Helpless in the foul clutches of the mole. Just a minute, slow fakes. My clutch... <laughs> Just a minute, slow flake. My clutch may slip a little, but it ain't foul. Besides, I do not mean you any harm, comely wrench. Then why is this big coil of rope beside me? We gotta smoke something, don't we? I told Flat Top and Shaker to drive out here, too. Wouldn't it be funny if we all got here at the exact same time? You know, ask silly questions, you get silly answers. Ah, <laughs> oh, well, this was a hot car anyway, and it's a cinch theirs was too. Hey, Mo. Why don't you watch where you're driving? I put my hand out. Well, here it is. <laughs> and may I return your windshield wiper? Let go, that's me. Wait, look! Wait! Wait, look! What is this monster crawling out from behind the rock? Gravel <laughs> dirty. Well, hiya, folks! How you all doing, boy? Come on! My name is Slo Snowflake. <laughs> and, and if you don't let me go, I'll call the cops. Uh, you hear that, Tracy? He's gonna call the cops. Ha, yak, yak. Yeah. <laughs> what? You, Dick Tracy, that represents all that's clean and honest, has turned viper? Just a minute ago, I was a windshield viper. <laughs> Your head in with my mandolin. That's what I ought to do. Say, Gertie, you look pretty good tonight. 
Yeah, I think I look awful. The laundry put too much starch in my hair. I think it's beautiful. I'd like to run through it barefooted. <laughs> you got the... <laughs> you got the feet that can stand it. Come on, sit on my knee, Molly, and I'll serenade you with a mandolin. Tell me all about yourself, Chrissy. With my high-pitched tonsils and my low-heeled shoes and my long hair sweeping up the rug, I ran into a racy dick whose name was Tracy and wound up in the jug. With his snap-brim Kelly and his square-cut jaw, he was quite the handsomest of men. When I started to yell, the DA gave me ten and I'm back in the pen again. <laughs> went the wagon crawl 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 went my skin snap 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 went the bracelets and that flatfoot invited me in he tipped his hat i took a seat and then i tried my best to stamp upon his feet he took my arm gave it a twist and gently played a serenade upon my wrist went the wagon <laughs> har 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 went the brow snap 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 went the bracelets as I started to leave he collected my sleeve with his hand and as if it were planned with the utmost of grace kicked me right in a place only trace he could find was great, Gertie. Yeah, but we haven't bumped anybody off in hours. Let's rub Snowflake out. Oh, no, no, you mustn't. You mustn't. I'm too young to be fractured. They're never too young. Where's my Tommy gun? I'm glad you asked that flat top, because while Gertie was singing, I disarmed you all. Now, reach for the sky, you rats. Again, reach for the sky. Every two minutes, it's calisthenics. <laughs> what a triumph this is. Single-handed Tracy has rounded up four public enemies. No other dick can make this statement. Hooray! <laughs> Hooray, may I be the first to congratulate you. Hooray! What am I cheering about? I'm headed for the electrical harakari. I'll say you are, all of you. Quit taking bows, you ham cop. If I had my gun back, I'd fill you so full of holes you'd have to go on the air for Swiss cheese. Hark, here comes a horse. Yes, and look who's on it. My lover, Vitamin Flint Heart Test, True Heart, the Summer Sisters, and old Judge Hover. This has got to be the finale. Yes, on with the wedding. On with the wedding, let's all get married. Everybody pick a bride. Only one to a customer. Yeah, at every place you go, rationing. <laughs> moves forward as the curtain rises and falls to take their bows. Bob Hope as Flat Top. You needn't say you love me for, I'm pretty sure you don't. But tell me that you like me and there's nothing that I won't. Be glad to do, that's honestly and true. I'll go along for you, I'll do a wrong for you, because I'm awfully strong for you. 
the Andrews sisters as the Summer Sisters. Or will you fade 
in the sky. Tell me, have you come through? Are you here in my arms? Could a dream love ever seem half so divine, darling? Whose dream are you? Maybe someday you will reveal that you are no dream. You're real. You're mine. dream are you? Maybe someday you will reveal that you are no dream. You're and lived happily ever after in black and white on weekdays and in full color every Sunday. <laughs> we hope you've enjoyed this harrowing session with Chester Gould's famous cartoon characters. And now, oh, this is Harry Bonzell who can only say, this is what is left of the Armed Forces Radio Service.